What's up people, it's Mans Trana here. Welcome to the second episode of the Find the Mindset podcast. This week I'm joined by Cameron Tate and Gaia Sun, who I had with me on the first episode of the podcast. But we also have Amapal Sond with us this episode, enlightening us with his thoughtful wisdom. We're going to go over topics such as the role of money in success, fulfillment versus success, what does value actually mean, can you measure feelings, visualising success and much more. Right, I hope you all enjoy this and learn from it like I did. Let's get into it. Thanks for being there, guys. I mean, episode one was fantastic. Honestly, really appreciate it. Today we've got Anna with us as well. So we know know we're going to get some great wisdom. We'll try to. Yeah, man. Also. So... (laughs) Today's topic, because this time we're going to do my topic, is success, mm-hmm. rather than the last podcast, which was more about failures and what we learned from failures. So when I think of success, for me, it's kind of timeline driven. It's kind of, what does a successful day look like? What does a successful year look like? Mm-hmm. A successful project, etc. How do you guys think of success? Is it, is it time driven? Depends. Uh, depends. <laughs> I, I, was, I was having to think about this, and it's unlike me to do background thinking in... And, uh, and looking up on things, but it's an interesting one because it really depends on how you look at it. Because success for me, back when I was four or five years younger, was about okay, I need to get established into a job, I need to get my degree done, I need to become a, a C grade or E grade and become an engineer and stuff. But actually, through mentoring apprentices, actually, my success and the way I looked at it changed because my success was then driven on how successful my apprentices became. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that came as something that came to me as I matured, as I got a little bit older. I didn't think like that whilst I was younger. So only when I started becoming, from what I felt, responsible for other people, actually the way I viewed success and my success changed, which is interesting. Something I realised for me was, I didn't know what the hell success, success looked like. And that's kind of why I divided it up into time frames. Mm-hmm. So for me, actually, still to this, still to this day, I, I can't really tell you what my intangible method of success looks like. So I've got a tracker, a daily tracker, and it says every day, if you tick all of these little bits every single day, you've had a successful day. And that's honestly how I can conceptualize a successful day for me. Have I ticked habit one, two, three, four, and five? Mm-hmm. If it's yes, that's a successful day. Yeah. If I've not, then it's not successful. Yeah, so you set goals, and then if you hit yeah. them, you're successful. Yeah, yeah. that's and how they, 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 This is the thing with success, it's always continually moving. Do you know what I mean? So when you achieve something, you, you always, and this is what I, I have trouble with, I never um, like celebrate success. Because as soon as I get there and I do something, it's not that big when I get there. Yeah. So then I just continue and I just go to the next step of success. Like I always, like, um, for instance, I don't like, success for me is not work. It's not work related at all, it's everything outside of work. So like, if I had a boxing match, I'd, I would always like, be like, yeah, I've had a boxing match now, but I've got to move on to the next one. And then that would be success by reaching that or winning that. But it's always moving, do you see what I mean? Definitely. And, and this is the problem with success. Most people, like, it's my huge, like, it's a huge problem for me. I don't celebrate it at all. Like, when you succeed, like, little goals you succeed every day, you should be like, well done, mate. Do you know what I mean? To yourself. But that's what I don't do. I, I sort of get there and I'm like, yeah, the next thing, next, next thing, next thing. And that's why it can be just a continual cycle of you chasing that success, <coughs> this word they call success, do you know what I mean? And, if, and, then, and then you have this like social media impact and, and people saying that success is different things. Mm. Like when you go on courses and all these people talk about money, they, they say success is, you know, uh, being free financially or having loads of money. And in reality, everyone has different successes, don't they? Yep. Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. classification of success is different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's different levels to success as well. Though. You know, you can have something as severe as, you know, you've been training for months for a boxing match and you've succeeded and you've, you know, won that match. But then there's also like, you know, just being happy at the end of the day or having a good yeah. conversation or yeah. having, you know, doing everything that you set out to do and just ticking everything off your list. Like even if it's just, a, you know, doing the weekly shop and putting your wash on and that kind it's of thing. Different. Like it's all like at the end of the day, if you're like, yeah, okay, I've achieved that, I've succeeded at that, even though it's not as... You know, you haven't put as much effort in. I think it can still 
it's still as important, I think. I don't think you would like party about like putting the washing on and stuff like that. But I know no, you, but you, you've you got feel to, like, like, feel like you've achieved it. it. Like when yeah. you go to bed, and you're like, oh, it's not like looming over your head. Like, oh, I've got to do that tomorrow, uh-huh. or I'll have to push that back and do that like on that day or that day. Yeah. Like you'd be like, no, nah, it's ticked off, done. Definitely. Like, so satisfied ticking like the to do list. You know, where, depending on where you are in life, actually, it can be a huge thing to just do your weekly shop, yeah. can't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah it, it really can be mm-hmm. a huge thing. So let's not, let's not, you know, I'm not going to say anyone trivialised it, but let's not, you know, make it appear as if it's smaller than it is. It yeah. really can be a huge thing, mm-hmm. you know, th- those little, little things. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's where I think some of my habits were born out of. Actually, where I didn't feel like I had the energy to be healthy, you know? And uh, yeah. every day I started saying, actually, manager, are you tracking your calories? Manager, are you drinking the correct amount of water? Manager, mm-hmm. are you challenging yourself on a daily basis? Because that's one of my favourite ones, actually. Every single day, mm-hmm. I basically say, how did I grow today? And something, is, it's as simple as... I recorded a podcast and I didn't feel like I was ready. You know, I, I did a one-to-one with someone with who's in my team and I didn't know how to do it, but I still pushed myself into it. Where it's something as simple as, on the phone call, I said no. Because it's not easy to say no sometimes. Yeah. For, for me, yeah. it's not easy to say no sometimes. For me, it's not. I just tried it right now on the phone. Mm. I, was, I was on the phone to some insurance stuff for, for at home. And I had to say, look, what you're offering is too low. No. And I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't natural for me. Because mm-hmm. I was always brought up to be kind of a yes man. My dad was very helpful, you see. So he was like to help out and just say yes. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up as a bad habit to just say yes to everything. Um, so saying no for me is quite hard. And that's one of my favourite habits of the day. How did I challenge, well, I say habit, checks of the day. How did I challenge myself? Mm-hmm. And when I've challenged myself, that's part of my success every single day. Yeah. So that's one of my favourite ones, to be honest. I mean, what do you guys have as your kind of favourite successes or favourite things that you class as a success? Any, anything come to mind? It's, it's, it's interesting because just, just listening to the conversation, everyone talks about success and then this word achievement crops in with it. Yeah. And I think we, we touched on this in previous, Yeah. Just, just a random conversation. And I think you're right, success is the small things. Success is like getting out of bed each day, getting yourself to work, to school, to uni, doing what you've got to do through the day, you know, even if you don't get everything done on your to-do list, the fact is you've you've had, you've got up and you've, you've done what you set out to do as best you could, you've tried your best, and that to me is what the foundations of success should be. Mm-hmm. But then success over a period of time leads to achievement. And achievement is your goal, that's what you're trying to get to, and in order to get to that goal, you've got to be successful throughout maybe 70% of what you're trying to do to be able to get to that achievement. But I think everyone sees it the way around. They're saying, if you can achieve everything each day, every single day, all the time, then you're successful. And it's wrong, actually. Another way of phrasing that I think, which makes it easier for me to understand is, actually, you've got to win every single day to win on a big enough timeline. Because yeah. you, you can't win on a big enough timeline on average if you're not winning every single day. Yeah. And no small wins, I think, is what amounts to yeah. the overall win, which is, I think, what we're calling achievement and, here. And that, and, that, and that is it. And it is, it is the small things that keep you going. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to celebrate them as well. Yes, you know, okay, I put the washing in. How many times do we all sit there in front of the TV and we're like, okay, yeah, we'll do it later, we'll do it later, we'll do it later. Mm-hmm. But actually, when you finally get up and you're like, right, I've put my clothes away, I've done the washing, I've done the dishes, the house is tidy, it's like, oh, God, yeah, I've actually done something. Mm-hmm. You should be like, you know what, actually, I feel good about this. Yeah. You don't have to, like, have a party about is, it. Is it that simple? Morning. So when we're saying celebrate it, is it that simple to just say, oh, great, I've done it, and you should feel well, I don't, I don't really measure my success, I so I don't know. Yeah. I literally don't know. Because the celebration bit is what I struggle with. The mission ring I do, but the celebration bit, even I mean, some yeah, of the people you, you, know, you don't have to have a party and, you know, put on, you know, a spread of food and, like, yeah. it's not necessary, but, you know, just accepting the fact that you've actually done well that day rather than just yeah. being like, no, I need to keep going, focus, like, I haven't done this, haven't done this, haven't, and, you know, constantly focusing on what you haven't done, I think, can get you quite down. Whereas if you actually turn around and go, oh, yeah, okay, you know, I'm happy I've got that done today, you know, that's good. And then, like, it doesn't have to be like a big celebration, I don't think, but just acknowledging to yourself like feel that you're doing well yes. and, you know, you're keeping up to date and up to, you know. Something that's clicked in my mind, because when I have tasks to do, mm. I'll take them off or cross them out or something like that. Yeah. I'll never just get rid of them altogether. And actually, looking back at the list at the end of the day, when I've done a set of tasks, it actually does make me feel good, like, I've completed the list. Even just that reflection, though, like, that's you going, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've just realised that is what I do then. Yeah. But I've just realised that now. I've never... It's, thought, diff- yeah. it's difficult, though, if you don't take off all the tasks, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because yeah. then you're like, there well, is a point I haven't I, succeeded yeah. today. I, I've reached the point yeah. in life, yeah. though, where, I, where I've accepted, actually, that just moves on to my mind, that's okay. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you have a way of dealing with that. Yeah, I didn't used to once upon a time. I would think, damn, I've not done everything, and I feel crap about it. But now it's like, actually, it's okay. I can just move to tomorrow. In that sense, then, is it the fact that you haven't succeeded? was the fact that you haven't achieved what you set out to do. Because I think you can still be successful 
but not achieve what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the twist is in the words, but if you haven't ticked a list, I know there's a sort of impact to you being sat there and being like, well, I haven't completed what I set out to do. Well, that, that, but that could be down to potentially you've put too much on your list and you haven't been realistic yeah. with what you can achieve in Correct. one day or a week or however long your time. But you, is. like you said, you deal with it. Like you do, you just say it's done. And that's what I do every day at work. I just leave work and I just say I've done my best. Yeah, I didn't. And then therefore, it's a reset. Yeah, every yeah. day because yeah. you yeah. just. Yeah, there's, there's it's no also a compartmentalisation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. One one set of lists. To another set of lists when yeah. you're at work it's the work lists yeah when you're at home it's the home lists and you've yeah. got, you got to differentiate between the two yeah because again once upon a time i didn't used to do that mm-hmm. and i didn't really feel successful in anything because it was all one big blur of life mm-hmm. feels out of control now it's so much easier to think i'm successful today in my work day or i'm not successful successful in my my, my work, home day mm-hmm. rather than it's all just one big blur of either success or no success mm. so we just have to compartmentalize it as well definitely yeah, just, i think it's- definitely I'm just thinking, I I have lists for both home and work, and I don't think I've ever, like, analysed the fact that I've got separate lists for both. Oh, right. Because they're just separate anyway for me. I don't yeah. see I don't see work as home and home as work anyway. Like, you know, you come to work, so, like, work is at work kind of thing. Yeah. I, like, I've never even thought about the fact that the lists are, potentially could be for the me, same. it's more of a mental thing. Different. Do I think of my workload as separate? Because mm. for me, quite often, it used to become I just have one workload. And it would encompass work and personal. Right. But it's for me now mentally, no, that's work. Leave it at work. This is home. This is for home only. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing. It's not that my, my lists were kind of physically combined. Yeah. It was more mental yeah. Kind of viewpoints change. Mm. Okay. That's what it was for me. It's interesting. So, what kind of, so what, like you said before, so we were trying to touch on the different kind of aspects of how people see success. Yeah. So, how do you guys see success in what you said? So what, 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 is, what is success to you? I would say a huge part of success in my life is my sports and my fitness. You know, achieving um, when I'm doing aerial and I, I get a new move or, you know, I'm able to, you know, stay, stay up in the air for, you know, the whole, like, you know, a few minutes rather than just doing, like, one move, I can do a whole sequence of moves and that kind of thing. Like, that's a big success for me. And actually, like, getting that. That sounds so cool. But... <laughs> You know, so that's like one of the big successes. Like I can really, you know, I will celebrate that. I'll get down. I'll be like, yes, you know, I've finally got that. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I think I do still acknowledge at home when I'm doing the little tasks. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I've achieved that today. So. So it's variable on the situation. Is yeah. it? It's not like a. Yeah. Oh, see, for me, I'm very regimented. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. for me, it's about ticking boxes because I actually don't know what a successful day looks like for me subjectively. But with the data of did I tick all these boxes, I can mm-hmm. kind of make some sort of feeling in my head. But I don't have like a gut feel success day. So you kind of do, yeah. yourself? Do you I have think, like a gut feel success? I think with the word success, there's like, you can set a goal and it can, uh, we're talking about daily stuff at the moment, but you can set a goal and sort of, in my past it, that's what I've done. Like I've, I've said, you know, I'm going to do the three pit challenge and then gone and done it. And it's been a long term thing, I've had to train for it. And then the success was when you finished. And then obviously, I said, I, I say that I don't celebrate and stuff like that. Obviously, we may have sat down and had a few pints and celebrated it. That, for me, is success. I don't judge it on a day-to-day basis. I judge it on a long-term sort of scale. So I'll set a goal, mm-hmm. uh, have a boxing fight or whatever. Uh, the latest one is bike from London to Paris. And then when it happens, I'll class that as a success. And I need that in my life to sort of push me on. At the moment I haven't got anything which is sort of driving me to think, oh you've been successful over these last few months. So that's when sort of I'll get dragged down into thinking oh, I'm not successful, blah blah blah. But if I actually set myself a goal and stick to it and do it, and that's where success comes from. It's just more goal based for you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like daily successes, anything like that? Like like how I do? No, no, no? not really. I, I have lists. Yeah. But I find it very difficult. I could just say I've always said this to myself, and especially of late, like I would leave work and I would just say, the day's over, you've done your best. And everything, I'll just say you've done your best, because at the end of the day, that's what you've done. Yeah. yeah. I don't judge myself by like a list and say, you know, I'll tick this off, tick that off. And I think it's a great way to work, especially if you have 
a way of getting rid of it, but it's just not the way. For me, I just knew no other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah At yeah. one point, I said to myself, I don't know what success looks like to me, mm-hmm. and this is a way I can think might yeah. work. And it's like I said, you're meeting a goal every day. In yeah. The end. Yeah. And yeah. Eventually, you'll have a bigger goal there, which is like you're succeeding every day, but you'll have that big goal which you class in your head as success. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Find the mindset, mind, for instance. Yeah. That kind of thing. Find the mindset. Yeah. For, for instance, with my new thing I'm setting it up, is to be financially free. Yeah. That's the end goal. And yeah. when I've reached that, I'll class myself as a success. Yeah. But up until that point, then it's just it. a continual working until you get there, really, so I guess. How do you define success, Anna? Uh, my, my view's changed, uh, especially over the last couple of years where things have been quite busy at work. And I try not to tie success to my work day, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. So it's a list, and I've got to get through it, it's fine. But for me, the bigger the bigger umbrella for success is more more a case of what can I put out into the world of benefit how can I how can I make my mark on the world today so how can I influence someone how can I advise someone how can I help someone become better than I am or can I be the person that somebody would have need or can I be the person I would have needed for someone else that they don't have and that for me is the success that I look at it's more kind of the the fruitful side of things rather than the task driven stuff because being able to separate that means that my success has no bearing on how good or bad my day at work goes has no relevance to it it means that I need to either look at how how I'm doing at work and make a a plan for the next day to see if I can better achieve what I want but if I can go through the day and make a difference for me that's successful the best quote I ever heard was uh, don't be defined by your work Yes. I live by that. Yep. I live by that. that. Like anything I do here, like at this bit of work, I, like I said, I leave and it's done. And that's why I've done so many other things outside of work to a, such a like an extreme level, because I'm defined by that. When people come and talk to me, they don't talk to me about work. They talk to me about the stuff I do outside of it. It's a shame that's that most that's, that's the way. Yeah, most most of the success and achievement conversations are always centered around work. Well, you know, eighty percent of the time, actually, it's not about you know I, I crocheted something, yeah. because yeah, we all we all giggle, but actually, to someone that could mean a heck of a lot. Yeah. They could have worked really hard to get to the point where they could do that, and that seems like nothing, but to them, it's massive. I think actually going forward, it changed like just just talking, it's changed my perception that you know just because someone's success doesn't resonate with you, doesn't make it any less of a success for that person. Yeah, true, very true, and actually. And, and going back to your point, Cam, actually because you don't celebrate it, actually you should celebrate it. Yeah, 100%. And you should help other people to celebrate their success as well. Make a difference. Mm. Still very abstract for me. Still very abstract. How do you celebrate a success? It's like saying, do I stand here and say, well done, manager? You'd, honestly, is that I what it's, it's meant, it's mentally, How do you look specific? It's mentally you have to like acknowledge the fact that you've achieved yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying about right. like when you succeed, yeah. you don't realise because you're in it. You're there, and then you're looking at the next spot to go to. Do you know what I mean? In business, when you when you've got a podcast getting getting up and going, and that was your goal, and then you never you never um, celebrated that. You just move on to something else. That's true. You're continually working away. Yeah, yeah. You never realise that. Like if you look back now to where you first started three months ago, whatever, you weren't doing that much. And look at you now. Do you know what I mean? And that's how you should celebrate your. I'm not saying that's how you should. That's how I would look at it, but I struggle with that. I, I don't do that very often. But I don't know. You you should like you don't get much time in the day, right? I go straight to bed like when I get home because I've been to the gym, I've wrote loads of stuff, and then go straight to bed. So yeah. you don't have much time in the week. But if you could allocate a certain amount of time, or like when you go on holiday, just to reflect, and that's what I often do. Like when I went to Vienna, I just sat there and just reflected on what had happened in the past. And do I feel like I've been successful? And it just re- like re-engages your sort of mind. It's not, yeah. it's not the easiest thing to do, is it? To just sit no. by yourself and reflect. Because sometimes you can come into dark corners or start, <laughs> start remembering the bad or the failures. Yeah. It's, not, it's not always the easiest thing to do. This is why success is difficult to speak about. Yeah. Because failures, you have multiple failures to get to that point of success. That's true as well. No one's ever successful without failing. Yeah. yeah. And there's a hell of a lot of failures on the way up to success. Mm. Or, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve. So that's why it's easier to speak about the failures. And you probably, I don't know, you probably dwell on them more because they're the things which affect you, I guess. And yeah. You learn from the most. So. 
See, see Guy, you strike me as quite a thoughtful person. What do you think? I think for me, while, while you were speaking then, I was trying to analyse how I really sort of judge whether I've been successful or not. And I think because I do overanalyse everything that I do, like in my head, and I will, you know, I'll, I'll go to bed and I'll lie in bed for an hour and I'll just think about everything that's happened in the day, all the conversations I've had, how I could have done them differently, you know, whether I could have actually continued a conversation in this way or that way and you know I will I'll think over everything and in my head I think if I've been successful I won't be overthinking because I know I won't have done it differently and I think that's kind of one of the ways that I judge whether I've been successful in my day-to-day -day life I don't know but I had, I had another yeah. I had another thought while you guys were talking yeah. and actually Another aspect of success, I think, and I think another reason why we always focus on work is like going through school and uni, you have like metrics to measure your success against, which obviously in everyday life you don't have those metrics. You can't be like, oh, okay, well, I've got 50% in that cooking that I've just done. Like, you know, you don't, it's not the way like the real life works. But imagine if you could. That's but, awesome. but, so amazing. But, you know, at, at uni, it's if you're not getting over 40%, you failed. Yeah. But, that you is know. a huge point. And the point being that. The biggest metric everyone judges themselves by is yeah. money. Yeah, oh, that's money. a good point. Yeah. And when people say, and this is why, when you go on all these courses, oh, this is successful. Because the biggest ever metric you can judge yourself by is money. You yeah. ask how much you get paid now, you say, oh, you're more successful than me. I doubt that's, that very much, Kevin. But that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm saying that because obviously you're a highly great, but yeah. that is, that's yeah. a great point. I, I heard that the other day, and you just brought that up, and I was like, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think money is. When it comes to money, some, some, one of the best things that I ever read on the back of the money conversation is money is a neutral indicator of value. And I thought, wow, that blew my mind because it's so true. Because mm. I also, I'm, I'm human, man. I, I too want to amass some level of money so my, my family yeah. is financially free. We don't have to worry, don't have debt, etc. Yeah. And on the back of that quote, now it makes sense. It's about, I want to be of significant value to others. And that's what really money represents to me. And on the back of that, I might be able to help someone, or you my family, but really what it is for me is I just want to be of value. I want to be of some significance, effects in someone's life, in other people's lives, to be able to make some sort of impact, to get somewhere. And that is what money really re represents for me. Mm -hmm. And this is what people lose in that conversation about money. They forget that part, and they just focus on the money itself. And um, yeah, the conversation can become a bit, I'm not sure the word, but it, it, less meaningful. It can become less meaningful. Because actually it's about having an effect in someone's life, it's about having value in the world. That's what money is really an indicator of, in my opinion at least. Um, people kind of lose that and just focus on, oh I can use it to, material, to gain material, material things. I think that you see, it's the irony isn't it, it's the devaluing of valuing value in the first place. <laughs> it, if you could get that out, you know. Wait a second. <laughs> Let's run that back. So by, in, in trying to add value, what you do is you devalue it by putting the focus by shifting the focus onto the thing that isn't actually adding the value and it's not the money that has the value mm -hmm. it's it's what comes with that that has the value it's been able to work it's been able to work hard and go on the journey to be able to get to the point we have the money to then be able to help other people with that it's not about getting the money yeah and that's yeah. that that's the point isn't it it's about the journey not the destination yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest point here is most people feel successful through things they do not related to money. But money is judged. I mean, success is judged by money. Yeah. Do you see yeah. what I mean? I think yeah, you are does that make sense? Yeah, you don't need money to succeed, yeah. Yeah. but money is a metric yes. of success. And so yeah. you go yeah. all your life chasing the money for success, when in reality, you're chasing the complete opposite to what makes you happy and what really gives you success. You don't start this, you guys ask me. Um, have you checked the metrics basically on the podcast? There's a reason I haven't, because I'm not interested in how much people are responding by that. I'm just trying to make impact to at least on one person. Yeah. I don't really care about if people are responding and if yeah. there's a potential here for will I make money from this. I, I, I'm really not bothered genuinely. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day down down the line, but right now it's just about can I change one life? Mm -hmm. And that's honestly, I forgot I used to do this, but when I was starting to find the mindset, the one thing I would say to myself is, can I change one person's life with this post? Can I change one person's life with this article, picture, whatever it was? That was actually a good metric because I am subscribing to the philosophy that you're saying that. Mm. Forget the money, focus on having an impact now, focus on the journey. Maybe I'm doing it wrong because, like, on Instagram, I'm actually looking at how many followers I have. I've got. I've I, got I on it and I go, so hard. And I go, oh, yeah. Because 
I feel for me that is actually a metric though, like the followers, because I'm doing this thing where you have to like sort of comment on other people's pictures. Another one. And then you get followers back off of it. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm looking at it in like sort of a, oh, this is money way, or like a, oh, yeah, that's kind of, that shows me that I'm doing the right thing. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe. I hope I'm not looking at it from like a vain point of view, like um, I've got more followers. I think it depends on how, how you view it yourself. If you yeah. are doing it just for a vain, like from a vain point of view, going, oh, well, you know, people obviously like me, blah, 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 yeah. then maybe it's not for the right reasons. But if you are doing it to check that you are putting the right content up because it's, yeah. it's bringing in the right clientele that you're kind of advertising to, yeah. and then, then I think that a very is a close line. It is, yeah, it's a yeah. fine line, I think. Very close so, line. So it is a question then. So, success, we've talked about success. What we haven't talked about is satisfaction. <laughs> Fulfillment or satisfaction? Because I think there is a difference. Well, both, both. Let's 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 see if we can edge it out. Because you're saying that in terms of work, say you know we talk about work. There's not a lot of people that would say that. Okay, so there's a lot of people that say they're successful at work, but are they satisfied with that type of success versus something oh, they would yeah, do yeah. personally, which is maybe not deemed as a set, as successful, but more. It gives you more satisfaction or fulfillment, you know, whichever one of the words you want to use. I guess you can be, yeah, I know what you're saying, you can be hugely successful, but like, not like the least satisfied person ever. Yeah, yeah of like, course. But who, puts the, who puts the definition on success? Is it, are you using someone else's definition of success or are you using your own? Because yeah. for me, yeah. fulfillment's completely in success. Do you know what I mean? If, mm. you, if, you, haven't, if you don't feel fulfilled, then it's not success to me. Yes. But for other people, I get it. They, they they always say you can be the richest man in the room, but the most depressed or the most unhappy. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that That's works. That works the other way around. You can be the poorest man in the room, but feel absolutely satisfied, successful, and fulfilled. Yeah. And it's just they go hand in hand. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. it's just whichever way you choose to view it, isn't it? Does that not depend on on a person's sort of interests though? Because yeah. you know, sure. you know, we we all do pretty much the same role, but there'll be some of us in here that find it a lot more interesting than others, so they probably get more of a fulfillment out of the job yeah. than, than the others do. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we might be doing something outside of work, but actually in our spare time, we're doing the hobbies that we love and we're getting the fulfillment out of that, that kind yeah. of balances it out maybe, if they're not getting as much fulfillment in work time. I think that's where the line's kind of come blur for me, because yeah. I love technology and I love software, and that's exactly what the role is, right for us. Yeah. And I think that's partly why, you know, we were talking about the lists earlier, home and I'm sorry and personal and work lists kind of mentally I think that's where they can merge for me because some of the programming stuff which I do here yeah. I, I love that yeah, stuff yeah. and I can stay up until 12 o'clock and just lose track of time programming but I would do that for my personal stuff as well not just for the work stuff so uh, yeah I think in some cases the two are divorced but for that's some, good, some, that's some good cases because you've lined something you know what I mean what you've really enjoyed it's quite it, a chance you, you but it has do happened. as a job so yeah Line, so I would congratulate them. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel lucky. I, I did used to say I fell on my feet uh, with, with the role, um, definitely, because it kind of combined my two passions, which is computer science and technology. Um, so yeah, I totally feel lucky in that sense. And there's no other word for it, it was just pure luck. So I didn't do the It is. So yeah, what, what do you think in terms of uh, fulfillment and success? For me, personally, fulfillment and, and I, I would say satisfaction comes with seeing, seeing people grow seeing that I can help someone else become a better version of them or end up at a, at a better situation than I'm in. It's always about trying to see people get further in life. And that's what, they, that's what my aspiration is. You know, I would, you know, for the, I know it's going to sound a bit I crazy. Genuinely, now, I genuinely buy that when he says it. <laughs> you know, if I said that, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I buy it when I'm says it. He's the best people person I know. Yeah. Life, life, life coach coming up. It's true. As an example, you know, <laughs> as we get older, we're going to have kids and stuff, right? You would, as, the aspiration has got to be somewhere deep down that they've got to surpass where we're at. You want yeah. them to get to this point that we're at earlier in their life so they can get further in their life and pass it on. That's the only way that you're going to effect change. It doesn't happen over time. And for me, that that is a real, that's really rewarding for me. It's not about how much I earn or how big my house is or what kind of clothes I've got because you don't take anything with you and it doesn't leave its mark. For me, it's about, you know, you think about all the great people. They're the people that drive me. You know, you sit there and you think, okay, yeah, what did Martin Luther King say? You don't remember what he wore or how much money he had. It's the fact that he affected something. He inspired people. 
and he was successful in doing that. And that for me is what drives my success. It's not about, yes, okay, yeah, I've done well at work or whatever, but, you know, I've inspired someone to like go and make a website or do a podcast or, you know, maybe do something outside of work that's something that they would never have tried. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, that, that's a hands-down winner, that is. I go, I go to bed with a smile on my face thinking, wow, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because that resonates with me. But I think, selfishly, because I want to feel good about myself, I'd want a big scale of that. If I just affected one person, I think that would be great and I'd feel good for a while. But what I really want over the course of my lifetime is to affect a group and really affect that group. I think that's the truth. It sounds a little bit selfish if I'm honest, but... Depends. Because it resonates with me what you're saying. It, it, but I think I need more out of it. It, it depends, doesn't it? Because if you affect one person every single day... You're right. That's 365 people in a year. Yeah. And you times that by the number of years you're alive, if you try it every single day, even if you half that number, because we're not always successful at doing that every single day. We have to acknowledge the real harsh reality yeah. behind it. That's a lot of people in a lifetime. Yeah. I don't, yeah, actually, actually, I don't actually measure that at all, like helping other people out. I don't even know if I do that, to but I don't. I bet you do in ways you don't even realise. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think it's a byproduct of what I do rather than like... It's not like your you, goal. Yeah, it's... you completely, uh, that's what you do, you know. You're... Yeah, I've got an axiom, I've got a saying, add value, nothing else matters. And I live by that. In whatever you're doing, aim to add value to people. That's the only thing. I find F- forget I, the likes, forget I everything else. I find the word just value add. such a... And we should have a conversation about this. <laughs> That's it. Podcast like, 3, let's value do it. guys. Let's do it right now. <laughs> but like, no, but value is like... Make someone's life better. around a lot though. So make it? someone's life better. That's what I'm saying. Just emotionally. Make someone feel better. Make someone yeah. be able to because do more. it's not like... Sometimes it's not produced... Like sometimes you can put out content, don't you? And, uh, it's like really informative, but it's sometimes it's how you make them feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. how do you put? There's not a metric you can put. On. <laughs> do we it's need metrics? It's about metric, you. Though? Do we actually need a metric? How, as long as to, as long as you're feeling to say you're adding good in value, yourself. To say you're adding value, I think, and to repeatedly do so, mm. I think you need something or a formula. To say this is how I value, or maybe not, maybe not. That's kind of what my question. I think I think I was I was on the page every go because actually a metric isn't always about a number. It's about a feeling. Yeah. And actually, a metric would be the size of somebody's smile. Yeah. As, and maybe as, as that's an why maybe that's why you don't always feel like you've been successful or haven't acknowledged it because you've been looking for a metric. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's why quite a few people don't feel successful. Whereas actually, if you can just be just feel happy in yourself then is that not good enough? Yeah. Do you need to have do you need to have, you know, over hundred likes on that one post that you've had? Yeah, so or can you just say, I've posted that today because that's what I wanted to do and I'm happy that I posted that. Yeah, so Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but I'm not talking about the likes. Like people say they're adding value, but I want to know how exactly they're adding value. Do you know what I mean? What does value actually mean? Yeah, but that that, that is, would differ with everybody. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's yeah. the same thing. It's contextual, it? isn't it? So yeah. it's, yes. something I defined um, at the start of the year, which I haven't been successful in, is I will have ten people. I think it was. I can't remember the number. I think I think it was ten. I'll have ten people message me by the end of the year saying thank you for that piece of content. You changed my life. Mm-hmm. That changed my life. I don't think it was a phrasing, but you had an impact on my day or something. And that's how I was looking to try and measure messages. So I see what you're saying. Right. Get specific on it. Because I don't want to spurt stuff out there, which is not. You know, it's not adding value because that's the whole point, isn't it? No, but then you're trying training, to, you, you're, you're underestimating the effect on you. You're training you yeah, to yeah, deal yeah. with the At the same time, like, I'll probably would because it's reflecting on, like, I yeah. reflect when I write. So. so that's a success for you then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not all about the customer in the end. We've got to think about the journey for ourselves too because half the time when I'm writing, I'm writing, not half the time, but sometimes when I'm writing, I'm writing for, actually, this will help me. Getting this out there will help me face my discomfort with this subject or just actually I don't feel like posting today and knowing that I posted this make me feel like I've had a successful day, that kind of thing. Sometimes it's about actually what what add, what value are you adding to yourself, not to others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as a, well. I've got a, a photography page right that I'm trying on Instagram, and it's only just. Starting What's the handle? Shout it out. <laughs> plug. Yeah. Come plug it. No, 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 no need for that. No need for that. But at Amos Photography. <laughs> the, the, the what I find there is value can be something as small as just commenting on someone's page and saying, you know, this is a really nice picture. But what I actually found, I I wouldn't, I didn't think I'd be doing a lot more, is saying thank you to people. Thank okay. you for leaving a comment, and that is adding the value back into their day. Saying you know what, I, I took time to leave a comment, and that person appreciates that. Actually, yeah. that encourages me to do a little bit more. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do it again. And I think it's it honestly is down to these really teeny tiny things. And like you said, guy, you 
you don't need a metric for that. It's the fact that you've done it. The fact that you acknowledge that you've done that is then what makes it a success. Is it sustainable without a metric? Will you not lose the momentum of one comment every day which makes you feel good and then etc. Is that sustainable over every single day? Would you not still want to see that increase just to well, have the dopamine yeah, hit still it, sustain? It, interestingly, I don't comment. I don't I don't post every single day and I have I've set a rule that I was supposed to. I haven't done that. I post when I feel like it. Yeah. which takes the pressure off which leaves it as a hobby which gives me satisfaction mm-hmm. and then that to me is what grows it because to get people coming back to you without having such a regimented routine doing it as something that I do is just, just for fun actually then makes it even more successful for me because I'm like wow I wasn't banking on any of this happening like this is just like this is taking a complete different direction I like it I like that what how do you and, and, and your point there as well about how do you how do you measure your success at home? Like, yeah. How was my cooking today? How many, did I do all the cleaning chores yeah. I was going to do? How, how, how tidy is the house? You know, all that kind of stuff. We, we should like create a scale or something like that. <laughs> Just to see what it would look like. It'd be awesome, wouldn't yeah. it? More like an actual metric. Yeah. yeah. There'd be so many things. Well, actually, so I do have metrics at home for, for my routine stuff. So have I changed my bed sheets? Have I cleaned my room? Have I cleaned my desk? These kinds of things. My metric is, I've, over a period of time, I've experimentally found the, 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 the drum beat for each thing. So I change my bed sheets every, I don't know, week or something, clean my desk every two weeks. I find like a drum beat for each one. And every single uh, regular drum beat, my, my phone will just pop up saying, clean your desk. And I'll know that once I've cleaned my desk, I feel good that I've cleaned my desk every two weeks. Or I've changed my bed sheets every week. And that to me is successfully maintaining the metric of I'm living my home life, my home life successfully. Because I honestly didn't know how to feel good or bad about my home life. And this is why I put metrics against it. I actually have that level. Wow. I actually have. I would, I would, someone pop up on my phone and I'd just be like, nah. That's <laughs> discipline. Do you know what I mean? I do that do, now. Yeah, but I do that now. I've, like, I live by my calendar still. Yeah. And I tried it the other day, like, I put loads of stuff in there and it just popped up and I was just like, and I still get the work done though. Like, this is what I don't. I don't, yeah, maybe it is discipline. In my, yeah. in my opinion, it's because I remember I used to do the same thing where I put stuff in my calendar on my radar. Yeah. And I'm just saying, nope, and, you know, I'm not doing that or I don't have time or whatever, but now it's it's on my calendar, therefore it is happening. And everything else will be moved around around that. Yeah. Um, totally, totally helps me. So, speaking of metrics at home, I do kind of have them. Because that to me is a, is a metric, I guess. I'm saying, have I done it, have I not? That's enough of a metric. Mm. And that is what I do. It's interesting what gets teased out through conversation, just, just casual conversation, and then it makes you realise, actually, maybe I do do this. Now, I never thought about having a metric. I just used to... I, I based it I'm the more we talk about it the more I realise I'm just a big ball of feelings with legs <laughs> I, 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 go, I go with like how I feel yeah. and that's what makes me happy or like oh yeah I've had a good day or not but yeah. when I hear you guys you guys sound like very very task oriented and very, what's would, very regimented sometimes I would, as well. say, I would say I would go off feel and like you don't you don't have to have a metric well the metric was about value not about success it's yeah, that's interesting, yeah, I suppose. That's what that's what you were saying, wasn't it? I thought you were they talking about I think, metric I think, I think and value. Like when we talking yeah. about value, I see that as like like for instance, I'll give you an example. Like someone I watch on YouTube always says add value and I'm just confused at how that translates yeah. to adding want. Do you know what I mean? I I thought you were saying metric for that. No, not metric for success. Because I think the feeling of success is the, the important part, like we said earlier, the fulfillment. And you can only you can only know that within yourself, right? That's a feeling. I think I think I think you can put metrics on both. Or not put metrics on yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And right. I think I think, yeah. that I, I think when I was talking earlier I was kind of blanket terming, you know, oh, okay. the success and the adding value or, you know, yeah. So I, I thought that was well, that's funny actually because off, off the back of your comment you've got two completely different takes yeah. on that yeah I, I didn't realise right you know educate me because I actually didn't keep up I, I, I don't understand the two takes I understand one of them I think but what's the other one uh, when we were talking about value Gaia said there should, shouldn't be a metric like in terms of have you added value how many likes did you get on the post for instance if you added the value and I thought that's what we were talking about in terms of like a metric of measurement so that's what I understood success I don't think that like like you said like fulfillment you don't really measure that it is a feeling you should be a person with you know just feelings on, on legs <laughs> don't, don't try and go <laughs> measuring you stuff if you're not that guy don't try and would go measuring yeah. stuff that's true yeah. do you know what I mean mm. but that's I, I, I judge success 
um, over fulfillment, like my feelings. How do I feel about that situation? Mm-hmm. I don't go like measuring stuff, and you measure stuff, and that's fine. This is just a different on, on perspective. The back, on the back of what you're saying, yeah. I actually was formulating my head. Why can't I measure? Yes, I stood there for ten seconds and smiled with myself today. Therefore, yeah. I must have felt good, and that was a, that was a success. It's just the way people see it, isn't yeah. it? Like for different people. Because like I said, that. I'm into my programming. I'm very kind of if then. If this happens, then something. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was yeah. just thinking, if yeah, I stood yeah. there and smiled for ten minutes for no reason whatsoever, I just felt good. That's why <laughs> I did it. Would that not constitute a good day? And I felt good. You know, could you not measure it like that? I think you can measure it if you want to. If you, if you take it seriously enough, I think yeah. you could. I honestly think you could. You might be frowned on, um, well, thought stupid enough if, if you kind of tell people you're doing it, but um, I think you could measure it, I think. Maybe you should try it the other way around. So the people who measure success on feelings should mm-hmm. measure it by metrics and you should measure it by feelings. I don't um, know, would you, would you I, say? I would say I'm, I'm, I strongly measure it on feelings. I'm very like emotionally orientated. So I was feelings, I'm always feelings. You yeah. were? I think, I, I think I'm feelings. So I'm the only one. Okay. So, I'm the only one on metrics. Okay. So you're on metrics. We should all switch it, switch it around and see what happens. That'd be quite but interesting. It would be a trial and error, obviously, because we all have different metrics. The, the only reason I do that is because I really struggle to put words to my feelings. It's not that I, I, I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it is that I don't know how to. That's what it is. I, just, I honestly really struggle with I'm feeling X or I'm feeling Y. And that's why I deduced a metric-driven, data-driven way of doing it, because I have no idea. I really struggle with that. Yeah. yeah. Just a hands-up suggestion, then. I think we need a part two to this podcast to, uh, to <laughs> go away and do that switcheroo. Yeah. I think if you find, in, as an example, if you find it difficult to vocalise, then you have to vocalise, and we've got to force that behaviour just to see what happens, just see if it changes something. And just mm-hmm. like we are based upon feelings, we're going to now try and find a metric that's suitable not the same metric. No, no, no. You take my metric. You take my metric, which I've just realised I have one specific metric for this. Okay. At the end of the, at the end of every day, I literally grade my day zero to ten. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what I mean. It's as simple as that. And my average since uh, December um, 2018, 27th, is five point seven out of ten. That is my, that is my average of how I feel wow. over the course of that crazy. time. How yeah. do you log it? Like, how do you track it? At the end of every day, I have a thing flash up on my phone saying review your habit tracker. Yeah. And there's, I think, 10 habits or 12. Yeah. And at the end of them... Uh, so you rate them all? No, number 11. Yeah, I rate... Yeah, okay. I rate well, no. It, you, can I have an example? Of like one yeah, of sure. So uh, habit one is, did you track your calories? And was it under the limit? Yes or no? Okay. Uh, habit two is, did you drink the correct amount of water? Yes or no? Habit three is, did I meditate? Habit four is, did I go to the gym? You get the idea? Yeah, okay. And habit yeah. 11 is, how did I feel today? Habit as in, I'm doing it every single day. So, it, and what scale is it on? So, zero is I felt absolute shit. Yeah. Ten is I felt elated. I could okay, have been so, cl- flying on a cloud. So, it is a feeling that you are measuring by feeling when you do the input. I, I yes. Because you, do you see what I mean? Yes. So, you are. So I, you I, don't, do I don't class it as a feeling. I class it as. I never put the words to it, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it, I guess yeah but it is. I guess yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, you just said it's based upon how you feel. But it's, it's a number at the end of the day. I guess you guys would put a number to it. I guess yeah. Exactly. You yeah. That's the difference. We, we just focus on the feeling and not assign the number. And I can't, I honestly struggle to do that. It would always just be, you I feel visual, like six you out of ten. You visualise it in a different, like, you, yeah. put it, you put a number to it. For me, it's honestly, I feel six out of ten today. I feel seven out of ten. And that's so much more meaningful to me. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, but maybe, maybe you don't actually need to stop doing that. But when you decide on a number, then say to yourself, okay, what is a six out of ten to me? I'm feeling okay, I'm feeling, yeah, yeah. feeling a bit better than normal, but actually, you know, and I've succeeded at that, so I'm quite happy about that, but actually, I'm feeling a bit, you know, I haven't quite succeeded in that side of it. Yeah. And just, and just focus on the feelings that you get from that number. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I mean, it's something I could definitely try, but what I'd lose then is my running average over the year, or however long I'm going to do, and then I can't adequately tell over a long period of time, how about why, that? Why would you lose your running average? If you, you well, know, because you can't process word data, can you? Do, so is there, just going back to the psychology of this, is there a target average you're trying to hit? Ten. ten. It's always going to be ten. I want to be as happy as I can be, right? But I want to be on, on a cloud all the time. Do you know what it feels like to be at a ten? So this is another issue and I faced. That, and that is Gaia's point. You, you, you have, you've got yes, a scale. No, I don't. You've got a scale and you based it on a feeling that you haven't felt. So you could be feeling that every single day, but not know it. So actually, your average instead of being a five point nine could be a ten. The ten is like being at uni and never being able to achieve one hundred percent. But one hundred percent is always there. Yeah, it's always available. I had a discussion with a lecturer a few months ago because he told me that 70 is the new 100 and I said what's that supposed to mean and he said 70 yeah, yeah. is a first 
So, you know, if you're getting over a 70, then it's publishable work. So basically, and I was like, okay, well, you know, if you're going to grade over 70 then, so you're, you're saying you're going to publish our work. And he was like, no, because, you know, no, no, nobody's going to get that. So I'm saying, okay, so you're telling me that I can't get 100%. So what is the point in having? And so we, we had a bit of a discussion about whether there's any point in actually having it out of 100%. Because if you can't achieve yeah, it, yeah. then what's the point in grading it out of that? But does that still make you successful if you can't achieve it? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. Because I think if you've, if you've tried your best... You just change it. You just change the bar at, like, what's successful for you, don't you? Yeah. Like, you just downgraded what you class as successful. It's no longer 100% for me and Guy. Yeah. 70%. 70 is success, then. It's just moving the boundaries, isn't it? Of yeah. What is classed as successful. Interesting. Mm. Like, you define it, man. You, just, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have an establishment defined success for you. Mm. In any walk of life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Don't let anyone else define it for you. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's, I think actually, that's a, a really key point. Especially for people that listen to this is that you have to define your own success mm. yeah. you can't base it on somebody else's you can use it as a as a guideline and maybe as some inspiration but ultimately it's down to whatever you you define it to be yeah definitely um everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses yep. like nobody is the same it's easy to say that it's very hard to do it is it yeah. is it's very yeah. hard it is. because yeah. the only thing about when an establishment tells you what success is it's very very fucking specific you know exactly what 70% is going to mean yeah. but then yeah. when you try and define your own 70% like I've tried, tried, tried to do yeah. it's not easy yeah. so I get it let's tell, the, let's tell the listeners you know get specific in your own goals but we're going to tell them how to do that as well I think because I think it's so hard it's yeah. actually yeah. it's actually and you know university is a good point now, from my point of view I'm going to probably allude a little bit too much now but now I always wanted to go to uni and get a, a first one at first one at first one at first and as I went through uni, I realised very quickly that I wasn't going to get a first. So I had to re-baseline what that success at the end of uni was going to look to me. And actually, it became a 2-1. And I was happy with the 2-1. For me, it was fine. Even though I was one mark off in the end of a first, which is really frustrating, guy. Really frustrating. <laughs> but, but that for me was still successful. But what you have to do in order to baseline in your, in your own mind is start somewhere and really be intelligent about what you're doing with how you're categorizing it. You have to look at it and be like, you know what, actually, maybe not. Maybe I'll bring it down a bit and then just and just see what happens. And maybe if, if, it, if it then, you know, you say you, you're in for a 10 and you say, do you know what, actually a five is good enough and you're hitting five every single day. Actually, you think, do you know what, I want to push myself. You, you, you pull it up to a seven. And it, actually, that's more of a realistic, realistic, target for my or realistic metric for how I'm going to measure my success something that's a little bit more achievable mm -hmm. something that allows me to kind of get there and then when I can finally get there and, and sustain that I can push the boundary just a little bit more rather than saying there's like a 1 to 10 scale but I'm never going to hit 7, 8 or 9 or 10 because that, that way otherwise you, you, you could probably end up saying actually well I feel like I failed because I've not hit any of those and then what you end up doing is then you have a negative impact on yourself I found that actually. So there is another. My, there is another flip side to it. Yeah. I'll just tell the story, then get into that. Yeah. So in my habit tracker, like I said, I have about 12, 11, 12 habits, I think it is. And at the end of every day, it goes through each one and gives me a, a combined total of, of the day. And based on that total, I get a percentage between zero and hundred. How well was my day? And early on with the system, I didn't have any sort of color coding on that column, and everything was just white. And I thought, okay, I need to understand how good was my day at a quick at a quick glance. So I started using colour coding, so anything below 50% is red, therefore I had a bad day. Anything between 60 and 70 was yellow, I think, and I had a good, uh, good enough day. Green is I had a great day, which was above 80 or something like that. And I've just quoted the numbers there, and I think those were the final numbers. But at first, it was very off, and every day was just red. And I remember going to my habit tracker every day at the end of the day thinking, I'm having a lot of bad days here. What's going on? It's not actually that bad. I'm glad you looked at it in a positive light. Yeah. Like you never said, oh, I was actually having a bad day. Like yeah. So, like, like you said, it's, it's about a judgment call. And like yes. you said earlier, it's about uh, adjusting your expectation yeah. of the brackets that you're aiming for, yeah. which is what I think I did there, both those points. And I adjusted the system now. And you know, there's a lot more yellow days now than there is reds. But yeah, it's, a, it's about adjusting, isn't it? And kind of course. Do you have many green days? No, I've never had one. You never have one green day? No. no. 
no, okay. it lends itself to the, the I, I, measurement, doesn't it? What we've just been talking about. I'm, about I, I'm okay with that because yeah. it means I've got something to build towards, and I know I've got something to build towards. So two habits I'm, I really struggle with is meditation and visualization. Mm. Those are two things which I really know I need to do, and if I started to do them over a long enough time, is that long enough timeline? Yeah, they're on my timeline. Every single day, I ask myself, "Did you meditate?" And I think zero percent. No, I think once in however many days it is, I've, I've meditated. But do you put time towards that though? No, I don't, and that's part of my issue. I've not found the good enough rhythm to try and put towards that in, in the day, if you know what I mean. When I wake up, I feel like I've got not enough time. When I get home in the evening, I'm too tired. I'm still trying to find what would be the best Take it out, man. It's like, having a, it's like having something on your list. No, because it's, if, it, if you haven't done it yet, then it's not like I agree. Th- that is something I very highly subscribe to right now. Yeah, yeah. Very highly. If, if I, I have a to-do that, list. Yeah. If it's on there, and I haven't done it in a few weeks, I don't want it. But I don't I, want to do it. I also believe in hold yourself accountable, and I know yeah, I've yeah. got to start meditating. I know I do with the amount of fucking baggage I carry. You know, mm. I want to get through it. You know, <laughs> I've got to start meditating just to process my own my own feelings, emotions, and myself. So I know I've got to do it. So I've got to keep it on my radar because once it's off my radar, I won't do it, will I? At least now, every time I look at it, I feel guilt to that. Oh, Damn. Man. I'm sat here just like, just do it. Yes, yeah, no, do it then. No, I, like, I you, agree. You always say this to me as well. When, I, when I'm sat there talking about something, you just say do it. That's what this is about, because now you guys yeah. know. Now you guys will probably hold me accountable. You know, in the future, you say, man, did you start, med- did you start meditating yet? Mm-hmm. And then I'll feel bad saying, no, I didn't. So I might think, oh, I might see Cam today. I might see Guy today. They might ask me, yeah. I'll have to go do it. Yeah. That's what part of this is about, isn't it? Getting out there. Yeah, yeah. But definitely those two I've been slacking on. Those two I've been slacking on. What was on. the second one, sorry? Visualisation. Visualisation. So they they both sort of lend themselves uh, to each other, don't they? Yeah, they're, they're, Meditation yeah. to me is introspection. Yeah, Visualisation is literally conjuring up the image of me. How long would you do meditation me. for? How long, sorry? How long would you do? Sorry, I know this is like I, completely I've, off I've not, that, I've not decided my, uh, my kind of... I've tried a couple. Like 15 half an hour, 15 less minutes than half an hour. Le- less than you, d- you don't have to do that much. Yeah, five, five, ten minutes is what, what I think. It, depend, it depends what you're meditating for, I think. Like me, I, w- I don't tend to meditate in the day, but I struggle to get to sleep because of the overthinking and everything. So re- well, over the last couple of months, I downloaded an app called Mindfulness, mm-hmm. and I used the, like, the short sleep ones. And the, you know, I think the longest one I've done was like 20 minutes, and, but I've fallen asleep way before it finishes, but normally they're like two minutes, three minutes, six minutes, eight minutes. But actually, and I find that is in a time I haven't had to allocate out of my day because I'm going to bed, like that's just the time I'm going to bed, mm-hmm. but I'm still doing it and I find that it really helps me to switch my brain off. So I don't know, maybe you could, you don't necessarily have to allocate a certain time in your day if you can incorporate it into something else that you're doing, maybe. I don't know. Something I realised as I had this conversation is, something I do quite a lot is controlled breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling anxious, for instance, or um, here's one. So. Got on a plane recently, went away from work, as you guys probably know, and we sat in the plane, and it's about 32 degrees anyway where we were. And we, we've sat in the plane, and we're just about to take off, and we said, actually guys, uh, there's a 25 minute delay. We've locked up all the doors and everything, we can just sit in this plane for a while, and that plane started roasting. And I realised now that I was just about to have a panic attack, because someone else said the same thing, that they've experienced the same thing. And in that moment, the way I stopped myself from getting to that stage is control breathing. So maybe I should start measuring rather than expecting some regular routinely meditation. Maybe I should just start counting. Actually, did I do controlled breathing today? Because that is a form of that meditation. Is, yeah, I was about to say, that, that is quite a big form of meditation. Yeah, and I've, I've not actually said to myself, that would count too. Yeah. I've been looking for every evening I have to do 20 minutes or something. And that's yeah. why I say no every day. Maybe kind of assign yourself. Like, I don't think if... I don't think you always need to meditate. I think you know in yourself when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed out or you're feeling like you're overthinking or you're feeling like you need to calm down and breathe. Like that's when you know you need to meditate. So maybe don't set it that you need to do it every day because it might be that you don't. I just start meditating all the time. That's that's a really interesting point there. Mm. All those occasions that you said to meditate have always been something that's kind of got like an almost like a negative twang on it yeah you can do that when things are going good and you're in a positive yeah. mood yeah. yeah that's true that's kind of like that's visualization actually that's visual- i was gonna yeah. say that's kind of visualization. so maybe i'm tracking two wrong things here and i'm, get, I'm getting two two no's every day for no reason maybe it's the same thing i'll say you can fit them into each other like we yeah. used to at the end of like we used to go yoga with my ex-missus and at the end of that like we do like a 10 minute period but we just lie there and you just forget everything. And that, for me, the meditation bit, is just to forget everything. Mm-hmm. And I've never had, and I think it's brilliant, I should, that's something I should do, like go back and do that. That 10 minutes, you just forget yeah. absolutely. You know, yeah. you, when you said you think about yeah. so many things, I've, I've it just, it just yeah. eliminates them all. Yeah. And then you go to bed and you feel great. Yeah. And, and that's when visualisation happens as well. And I think that's probably the most powerful time for it to happen, because you're not thinking about anything else. That's the most I've seen you smile. 
That is the most I've <laughs> seen this one. I was back there. Go yeah. on and do it. I was no, like, go and yoga. do it. I was on the floor. I've, I've done those yoga classes and you're lying there and that last bit, you, you literally need to fall asleep. I tell you that's what it is. Amazing. You sat there, so good. it's quiet, and then like this woman's trying to get in your head. And she's like, she's just, soft, just like, breathe. Let go. Yeah. <laughs> Let go of your face. I just, I just, I just want to point out that Cameron has been doing the yoga finger pose like all the <laughs> conversation. Yeah, you know what would be a great idea? If we all went yoga together and did a podcast after that. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Would be because you guys have been before. Have you been before? I've never been. I regularly do yoga. Oh, right. I've been I for love what did I not notice? Anyway, so we should all go, I think. <laughs> So, you, you, know you don't do that, you don't do that, do you? So, okay, no. Do you no. actually? Yes, yes I do. So, is this since you got married? Uh, <laughs> no, this this really? was before I got married. Um, sorry, Jarvis. Why did I say that? The, the, right, as soon so. as I say it, you're like, oh yeah, I'm done. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't do it for the clarity of mindset. I do it because it conditions the body. Oh yeah. Yes. And that's why, I st- that's why I started doing it. But I actually found that uh, in actual terms, it helped with controlled breathing which is good and it helped me clear my mind and this was the bit I didn't realize it would do yeah. and it, it really does but the hardest bit for me is how do you stop thinking about everything I know you, that's the whole point you don't go there to be like oh, I've got to stop thinking about everything no, they, they kind of let go how, how do you like for me it was a case of how do I lie down and just switch off mm-hmm. I didn't know how to switch off I honest to God could not lie there and just not think about anything there'd always be something that popped into my head really yes See, a good one i can't remember whether it was one of the yoga classes i went to or one of the meditations that i did but the woman that was speaking said it's fine if your brain starts to think about something and you go off on a tangent that's absolutely fine but as soon as you realize bring yourself back yeah yep yep and she's like even if it happens 10 times 20 times that you're doing it it's that bringing yourself back and you know then calming the mind back down and then starting to switch your brain off again and you will find that the more and more you practice it, the less, because your brain gets used to just stop stop going off on that tangent now, come on, you're switching your brain off, you're going to sleep or you're relaxing or whatever, you you do it less and less and then eventually you get to the point where you don't then start having those like tangents. That. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Go ahead and teach us yoga. <laughs> yeah. I love yoga, Vis- I haven't been for a while, I miss it. Visualisation, just on, this is probably going to be a bit off, but um, I heard this the other day and this guy visualises his family like in bad circumstances all the time. Yeah, I've Have you heard about it? And um, it's something I'm going to try and implement soon um, because I think I've done it on a regular, I think I've done it on a regular basis without actually knowing. But like he says, if, if you start visualising then, then sort of it motivates you in a different sort of way because you obviously don't, you, you see like, if you think so, you've never done it. Yep. Have you Have you never done it? I, I have done it. I have done it, but not. I've not put like a, to. I've not put something to it to say right. I've got to do it now and visualize um, my mum in eighty years and where I want to be. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but apparently you've got sort of you know, I, really bad things. I, but it's, uh, it's strong, man, because that can make you that, that visceral feeling that you yeah. get when you actually achieve the visualization of, holy shit, this is actually going to happen someday. Yeah. Like it, it knocks you for six. Okay, so it's just. Just hold that thought for a minute. So how do you visualise success? That's a good point. Because this is a success. Point. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is the opposite thing. It's like not... So for, for, not. For, for the people that I listen to, at least, and something I've taken on board from them, is owning a property is something that's on my goal list. Right? Something I want to achieve in life. Mm-hmm. Nothing huge and fancy, but something I'm proud of. And in Wolverhampton, there's not mansions or anything, but there's some really nice houses. Something I go and do is just drive around those houses and take in the sites. Is that, wearing, is that wearing a black and white stripy t-shirt, mate? It's not wearing a black and white Can I just say, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you will. No, I'm, I'm, that's not even funny. I'll, no, I'll, I'll just say, like, you will be disappointed. I think most people who sort of, most people who dream anyway and get to their dream or goal are usually disappointed when they get there. But I know people, who, the close people, who have had the goal of getting a house and all that, and uh, they get there and they realise it's not all that. And just, just realise that, the thing we were talking about, money being the metric, it's kind of tied in yeah. with the property again. Yeah. So, so when you get there and it's just it's just the property and you own money you yeah. own money to the bank, it's kind of the table. I think it, it, you have to go through that experience yeah. to think, Oh, this isn't this isn't the dream I probably want. You probably want the sorry, you probably want the house. The the, the stuff which comes with the house is like 
what we're I don't really think you're wrong in what you're saying. I, I don't. Um, I think it's just part of something which I do want for whatever yeah, reason yeah. it is. No, you, yeah, everyone, everyone wants, I think that's in everyone's mind. Everyone wants a castle. Yeah. Like that is in everyone's mind. But I think what comes with the castle in your current state of affairs, like with work and you have to get a mortgage and stuff like that, it's, it's not worth the hassle. So. Yeah. That's in my own experience. Yeah, I only speak from my own experience, not anyone's. That's so perfect. That's interesting. So you, so you visualise. So your, your success is about owning a property. In, in it's, that example, it's not the success, but, but yeah, part of it. And you visualise that how? So you. I literally go and drive and, and taking what I think is a representative example. But okay, so that, so that, so that's looking at a real world example. But what's your own visualisation? I don't struggle with it. Okay. I really struggle with conjuring right. an image in my head. Like so, okay. So then. You're on about there, so you're on about people see the house as an example. So I might visualize like a house, oh, yeah. like a double garage, and it's great and massive lawn stuff. Now I was talking but, about goals. I was talking but, about goals, not visualization, because visualization is subject to the person. So I can't affect his visualization. I'm just saying, if that is a goal for yeah. him, I'm just giving you, you the reality of it. So what does and what it might feel like when you get there? So what does success look like in your mind? Success in my mind. I don't know, like success in. My, Success in my mind, I always wanted to be like an Olympian or something like that. So, so like, mine's completely different to sort of... Not what I expected at all. Yeah. Not what I expected. <laughs> but like, I, wow. like, that's what I, you know, when I did boxing for a while, that's sort of what I was trying to do. I was trying to achieve something big in sport. Um, and everything I do is towards that sort of goal or success. Is, is there a vision that comes with that? So when I say think of... Your success? Are you thinking yourself on the podium with a medal around your neck? What 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 is it that you see? Um, no. So when I was boxing, I was able to visualize. I was able to visualize success in the sense that um, I knew one day I'd sort of fulfill. I, I can't really. You can't really like picture. I can't picture it in your mind because it's my no. But don't picture it. Picture it. What does it look like to you? Just describe what it looks like in your mind. Uh, it's difficult because I would say it's probably <laughs> it's probably a puppy. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's the go-to, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it is the go-to. Everyone wants a castle. But I used to walk down Leamington. Uh, like, yeah, there's, there's a street in Leamington where there's loads of like trees down the side. And I walk down it and I say, that like, that's my house. That's my house. Do you know what I mean? I like that one. That, you know, I sort of take that idea of decor to the, and put it in my house. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but for me, I'm already living it. I'm already there. So I don't have to visualise it. I'm already there. Using something which you just said there reminds me of something I used to do. I don't anymore. Whenever, whenever I would visit somewhere, that would have, that would make me feel aspirational, mm-hmm. like a really fancy hotel or something. I would take a picture of whatever it was that made me feel aspirational. I remember there was this one hotel. Um, I can't remember where it was, but the mirror in the hotel room was huge. Now take that wall, <laughs> divide it in half, and the length is the same. And this this wall just for the view, uh, the, the listeners is really really big. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But it was a huge huge mirror and I don't know what it was about the mirror it just made me feel like wow imagine if I could own that I don't know what it was it was just because it was such a big object which you don't expect to be big I guess um, and I took a picture of that and that went to one of my, my banks let's call it where I had aspirational things and in that aspirational bank that would be everything I thought actually that would be a nice drug in my life I want that in my life I want that in my life and that was one way I used to help myself visualise what the success looked like for me Thinking of it now, it was all material things, wasn't it? Because that's what you can take a picture of. Yeah. But regardless, that was part of what part of what helped. So is it the material things that you can put a metric on because you've got it and you can tick it off and say, yeah, I've got that now. I guess that's Whereas the feelings, you can't, you can like, I've got Pinterest things for you know my future houses and what I'd love to have, you know, a bedroom or the garden to look like and blah blah blah. But like, there are all things that you can tick off and say, yeah, I've done that, I've made that, I've bought that for the house. But the feelings behind it and like feeling like you've succeeded, you can't put that in like a little yeah. like you know picture bank or you know like collection or album of things to like strive towards Definitely. but you could you can visualize it yeah. in your own head because you can imagine yourself feeling that great about the fact that you've achieved that I think. definitely definitely and i think obviously that's why i tended towards the physical things which i could take mm-hmm. uh, pictures of mm-hmm. what, what about yourselves how do you visualize success guy first maybe is it it's Pinterest so board? tough to answer. Is, is, that, is, is, is that why you have the Pinterest boards, for instance? I do, yeah, I have loads of Pinterest boards. So mainly on Pinterest I have um, stuff to do with houses, stuff to do with crafty things that I want to try and make, whether it be in, in the garden and making a big sort of planter for plants or whether it be in, you know, decorating a type of mirror with loads of flowers or, you know, it's a bit crafty. Um, and, yeah, I kind of try, try to achieve that. And then if I do achieve those things, then, yeah, I feel like I've succeeded. 
in that little aspect. I'd say like uni and work is a big one because you know you've I suppose that you've got a goal of where you want to get to and you know which I think like if I'm if I'm getting a first or if I'm getting a two one depending on what I do get and whether I'm okay with it in my head as whether it's success or not you know and then I'd say like the other big one is my health and the healthy eating and then my fitness and I suppose actually also like relationships with people as well. That's another big one. So none of these are metrics driven. They're just things that you visualise as. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Well, um, so I, I yeah. struggle to visualise the things that you're saying without a metric. I have I have lots of lists that I can tick off. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I measure. The only success I would measure on is if it's been ticked off. But I mainly focus on whether I feel good about the fact that I've done it, or whether I've, like you said, like made a difference to people. Mm. You know, a lot of the time I've got a list of things because I'm like, okay, I need to help my sister with this, or I need to, you know, go and help my mum out at the house, or you know, something like that, and. Yeah, I could tick it off, but for me, I've succeeded if you know they're feeling good about what we, what we've achieved and that kind of thing. So yeah, I would say I'm not that metrically driven. Yeah, but I do have a lot of to do lists. So interesting to see these different viewpoints. <laughs> what about yourself, Emma? How do you visualise success? Success for me. I, there's so many different versions of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the that's the key thing, and no one. I don't. No one really kind of said that. I see. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a, there's one aspect to it, and then maybe when I think about something else, like if I think about work, there's a, there's a, there's a picture I have with it. There's a home. There's a picture I have with it. But in general terms, I think mine boils down to family. It is, it is setting up, putting the the right things in place to set myself up to have the right family life and to pass on the right stuff to my kids, so they pass on the right stuff to their kids, and then ultimately. Is make a change, leave leave some kind of legacy I'm, behind. I'm throwing a real curveball right here. So we're rapidly heading towards a world where we won't die, where we can, we will live forever, and digitally or not, we will live forever. How does your viewpoint hold on that? Because uh, your your notion of passing stuff to your kids implies that you're not going to be there to pass it on yourself. Eventually, after another 120 years, I'm going to get old and wrinkle, and, and, and I'm not going to if, be... If you're a digital soul, if, uh, if you're a digital soul in a PCB, I swear to God, this is what they're working towards. If you're, if you're a soul in a PCB, uploaded to the internet, and you still exist, you know, your consciousness is still there, perfectly acceptable, usable, how does it impact you then? How does that work? Honestly, they're working towards it, honestly. How does it impact me then? It doesn't, it doesn't change my view on it. Seriously? My view is that I was still aim to pass on the right things, because you're still going to have generations come through. Um, we're not all going to end up being the same age. Yeah. There's always the amount of wisdom that comes with it. There's always an, a level of success that comes with different age groups as well. Yeah. And that that's something you can't you can't experience until you get to that point in your life as well. Sometimes. So, yeah, I know it's great if I can live forever. That's great. But realistically, I'm not going to live forever. Um, you don't know that, honestly. Honestly, you don't know that. That's what they hadn't done that rapidly. The point is, what I leave behind can, regardless of if I'm here or not. Mm. That is my. That is what success looks like to me. If I can do that, then if you look at life success, that's life success for me. Mm-hmm. On the nail on the head, he's busy. And that's a wrap, folks. We tried to switch it up a little bit this week and went for something longer. I hope you liked it. As always, these conversations with my friends teach me so much, and I hope you took something from listening too. If anyone wants to check out the work regarding merging humans and digital technology, look into the work of Ray Kurzweil. He has some fascinating insights regarding the potential future of our species. Feel free to follow us all on our Instagrams. So that's Amapel at Amas Photography, Cameron at Cameron J Tate, Gaia at Gaia Loves Twiglets, and myself at Find the Mindset. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes. Peace. You have been listening to the Find the Mindset podcast with Manj Chana. Thank you for listening.